Welcome to Wrexham is a Hulu documentary series about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying a struggling football team in Wales during the height of COVID and attempting to rebuild that team so that they may win and ascend to a higher tier in the English football pyramid. There's a couple of things I want to discuss that aren't in the show. There's our pros and cons. There really isn't a lot of plot to go through because this is a docuseries and it's pretty self-explanatory just based off the trailer. But how did you like it? I thought that was like good. I'll give it a passing grade, but I also felt like with just the influx of new shows that we've gone, especially really good documentaries like The Last Dance and um, The Captain and, and other ones, I felt like it kind of paled in comparison to that. We'll get into those because those are your cons, right? Yeah, I felt that like the first episode especially was a little slow. And um, especially something that The Last Dance said that I think it mastered was that even if you didn't like basketball, even if you didn't like the subject or you didn't like watching it, it was always really entertaining to see clips of the games and, and hear people talk about it. I'm just saying that in terms of any documentary, you should show the actual sports. You should show things that are, like, are going to be interesting plays or something like that. So That's, not enough actual football. Yeah, almost not enough action in that sense. Uh, and then also, I, I, this is a nitpick, but the vocabulary lessons that they continue did like where they would show where English. they simplified it for yeah the viewer. they said the, the, someone talks about getting sacked and then they would show English sacked America fired Welsh this we do and I was or like, like nil meaning zero yeah it was like a or I knew that stuff and I can understand it for the joke maybe the first time but like by the like third time I was like I get it like I already understand you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of Netflix's history of swear words mm, yeah. when they were really trying to break down like the most simple things and say, tell you things that you probably already knew yeah exactly. but just with like famous people telling you so they were like oh it's almost like they're talking down to you or they're patronizing you however i did learn a little bit more about the english football league and how yeah it's that was that was interesting how it's like you actually drop down in leagues like yeah well, but you have to understand thing. like that also is a simplification and i'm sure that if we were european or paid more attention to the sport we would know that and that would be like explaining a home run to someone yeah, exactly. so like you can't get mad at the show for simplifying some things and then give it credit for simplifying others which are well, probably just as normal for people who are fans of the sport that's why i was saying it was a nitpick but also i felt yeah. like i didn't really understand a lot of of like the um they try to give you backstory on people in wales like the soccer team and also yeah. people that were obviously not raw in wrexham or, yeah in wrexham and it, i didn't feel like i really understood them as much either oh you don't think they got enough time yeah i don't think that and it may be they will in the next how many episodes it's supposed to be eight right yes. but like i but still after two episodes it's like i'm still just kind of out of wonder as to what this show is trying to do it's eight episodes and it's already been renewed for two more seasons it's already two more seasons so just continually they're going to show you what happened each season uh well that gets into the stuff that i want to discuss separately but okay. first let's finish our pros and cons so cons anymore no that was that was kind of all right my cons are that they're notably absent i'm talking about ryan reynolds and McElhenney after the half point in the first episode and most of the second episode i i agree with that but then again this is also supposed to really be a show about soccer itself but i did notice their absence like you did i don't know if we should call it soccer F I get football, why you're football, saying yeah, soccer, yeah, but like, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's an insult. No. <laughs> At the same time, I think I disagree with your point too, because it's really sold around them. They're the face cover people. It's not even on, the team is not on the cover of these promotional photos. It's them. Yeah. It's supposed to be seen through them. It's supposed to be witnessed through them. And they're the selling point. 
They, and they were probably, they were the most interesting when they got on screen. They were a lot of fun yeah. because they're entertainers and that's what they were doing. I also understand why they send an intermediary to go to Wales on their behalf, but it doesn't really help sell their commitment yeah. towards Wrexham. <laughs> I get also that it was during the pandemic and also that Humphrey, the guy that they sent, the writer, was actually much more part of the actual buying process than we got to see. Yeah. Like he was he was the one who kind of found the team as well with them. And so it wasn't just that they were like, well, you liked football, so like get on over there and tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of made it seem in the no, show. Yeah. Another con that I had was that in a way we're getting two shows, which doesn't sound like a terrible thing, but this hybrid style makes it impossible, like you were talking about, to do the historical analysis of maybe a Ken Burns documentary (laughs) or like the hard knock style contemporary analysis that would be really cool to see a team like coming together because you've got that and that and then you also have... The, uh, the entertainers back in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So it's very messy when you have Wrexham history that you're going through, current season drama, and what's up with Ryan Reynolds and McElhenney's like, personal lives, you mm-hmm. know, all in 40 minutes. I, I also think that McElhenney probably gets more screen... Well, he gets more screen time, but I think he maybe is like supposed to be kind of the main character in this show, be like more even than Ryan Reynolds, because huh. it was kind of... First off, it was his thought, as we see, that he explains he doesn't have the money. That's kind of why Ryan... And Reynolds uh, hopped on board, but also when that huge game is going down to see if Wrexham is even going to make it into the playoffs, you get it from his perspective. He's I took the one it to mean that Ryan Reynolds was more uh, closed off about his very personal life. Like we didn't see Blake Lively, we sure. didn't see. Does he have kids? I don't know. But like we saw McElhenney's kids, and it seemed like he was just more open to the idea of being filmed. And kind of like you addressed, Maybe we, was just see less Kay- busy. we we see Caitlin Olsen as well. So yeah. We do see Caitlin Olsen? Yeah, she oh, does yeah, that for she, a couple seconds. At the, in, when they're, when they're watching the, the Eagles. Well, when they're playing the game. You the, mean when the, they're playing the football? football game, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, and then the last thing, the last con that I had was the hyperspeed to which they went through the 2020 COVID season. So, like, they went from buying the team, telling us the record of the team, and then we just suddenly learned a couple names of the, of the players, right? Yeah. And it's the final game, <laughs> and all they need is a point to advance. I mean, that's that's suspension, but it's not, like, a lot of suspension. Yeah, that was where the first episode was kind of slow. The second episode was, like, also really fast. I was like, okay, so we're going to get this season, and nope. It felt like they needed to get through it so that they could get to the actual first season that they were going to be able to implement all the changes they yeah. wanted to. So they, were, they didn't want to just pretend that it didn't happen, but they also didn't want to linger on it too much. Yeah. And then at the very end of that episode... Uh, the second one, they said they let 11 of the players go. And in my mind, I'm like, well, there are only 11 players on the field. And then I had to look it up and it was like, okay, there are 25 members on a squad. So you that, feel like they would have gone through that. And they didn't, right? So yeah. that's a con for me. And then also they seem to pin it all on this Rutherford guy for the reason <laughs> why they didn't make it. And a team is not one person, guys. And also they, they edited it in a way that made it seem like it was all his fault. Like the second he got on the like on the field, they the other team scored a point against them. And then he got a red card. And so he got ejected. And then as soon as that happened the their team Wrexham got a point yeah. as if that yeah. was the cause to it so <laughs> I, I felt bad for Rutherford because earlier on even a fan mentioned that they also included in the docuseries he was the one that they just trashed and they were like yeah he sucks yeah so it's like why include the guy's family life and make it so personal 
if you're just going to like kick them off the it's team not at the be end. there next season it just yeah. seems so odd but yeah let's talk it that's those are all the cons yeah so now you want to get into the pros. pros yeah so obviously as we already mentioned ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney were likable people always liked it when they were on screen i really like ryan reynolds intro where they did the x gonna give it to you in the background obviously from the deadpool movie but i found that really funny some shots were really cool as well i really like the shot where they show the man in the deadpool suit with fireworks after it was announced that ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney were buying the um buying the team because you, you could you really, caught a lot more things than i missed like just could, visually i wasn't looking for that stuff and i found it funny how overwhelmingly supportive that uh people of wales were to the idea oh, that yeah to ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney actually buying the team like 98 percent to all three that of was the, the yeah the vote after their interview but initially they even said like they'd been burned before Wrexham had been burned before mm-hmm. so they weren't sure they were going to get the team and i think they were originally denied they didn't include this in the documentary footage but uh-huh. they didn't know who they were until they found out they were famous and <laughs> that they were personalities and then once that happened then they were then Wrexham showed more interest okay like the the town of Wrexham or just the people that i don't think it charge? got to a vote Okay. I think it was it just initially declined mm-hmm. because they were like, well, no, we're not really interested in this third party we've never heard of. But yeah. then they were like, OK, well, this could actually bring us a lot of publicity, probably help the town. The, the stuff that they did address in the docuseries. And I did think the best sequence of episodes was the last part where they did show the full on football game, because even though, as I said, it was rushed. And as you said, uh, I think that it was like intense. I did want to see Wrexham and see if they were going to make it into the playoffs or not. I thought it was, was it just well. me, though, that like it felt like it was clear that they were going to lose would you have been surprised if they would have made it i would have been surprised if they made it in that first year it was like well we bought the team and suddenly they're better but i do know that they put in place that top ceo guy so i guess maybe that guy would have like played a part they did go on what they said was a winning streak and i looked up the record it didn't seem like it was that big of a winning streak but i can't really it's weird to me how games can end in ties in football it always has been and then at the end of the year they kind of look at the scores as a whole yeah i mean this reminded me of and maybe just because it was ryan reynolds but of actually a short that he did right before free guy came out it's called best supporting actors where he like took extras from the movie free guy and like did a deep dive on their life and they actually talked about what they were doing i felt that that was a similar tone here and also reminded me of friday night lights the book because when you saw how much it may have just been the way that they're framing it but when you saw how much football meant to Wrexham it was like a huge deal and in the Friday Night Lights book that was a huge deal in Texas at the time yeah absolutely I mean small towns tend to gravitate towards sports teams so for my pros I also said that yeah these are two entertaining funny personalities that's a check mark there's no beating around the bush in the series they're not playing down that they're wealthy people McElhenney has 50 million dollars uh in net worth that's what google says reynolds is 150 million dollars surprisingly <laughs> less than i thought he would have considering how they beefed it up in this show yeah. um and when you look up mark Wahlberg's net worth and you hear see that number you're like what <laughs> <laughs> all right and they're not afraid to poke fun at themselves as you saw with the foreign commercial and also the embarrassing I think I'd interview seen that before i think i'd seen the actual foreign commercial on youtube at some point what was it for carts or something oh you're talking about the carts i thought you were talking about when they came out with the announcement but yeah yeah, yeah. when the the carts thing for them being partnered with rexham you're talking about the interpreter yeah yeah, yeah, several commercials and they're always self-deprecating in a way (laughs) and then also that embarrassing interview because you had the camera right in the background and i really like the organic response from reynolds when he's like is that an imax camera what the (laughs) fuck is that doing in the shot like what are you trying to do we're in this for us i i liked 
that. And then I also like that you're getting two shows here. So you know how that was economized? <laughs> yeah. I also consider it a pro because you get the sports doc and you also get like a celebrity reality show, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> and normally I'm not a big fan of celebrity reality shows, but you get <laughs> it's just such a strange thing to see like the Adam Project being filmed during COVID-19. That, that came- was cool though. I, I like seeing that. Yeah, it was like all done in Ryan Reynolds' house, the post-production it seemed like. Yeah, and it's always sort of felt like all, It's Always Sunny is an offshoot, like a really exaggerated version of these real characters, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you kind of get to know Mac even more because of his like love for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles in this case. Yep. And, and, and I thought he made a really good point. I, I did like when he was like, when I saw the Philadelphia Eagles win in uh, 2015, was he? he was like, that was one of the best nights of my life. And I was like, that's actually not that bad a point if you're trying to buy this soccer team. I thought you were going to say that like you remember that game because that was the Nick Foles game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I think that's considered one like the best Super, Super Bowls of like all time. Was that the Carson Wentz one where like he gets hurt and then Nick Foles comes in and then he takes over for them? I'm not sure. Okay, and then they didn't fire everyone out of the gate, which was also nice. Because if they had done that, it would have been hard to say that this is as innocent a show as possible. They did give them a shot. Um, And then there was a simple explanation. Uh, I know you didn't like all the simple explanations, but like I did like when they showed what years exactly they fell down the tiers, 81, 83, uh, 2002, 2005, and 2008. That gave you a real understanding of how time played a factor. And like, it wasn't all at once. It wasn't as if there were five years in a row, they just sucked. It was like, no, steady decline of this team. Yeah, I I understood that. The thing that was strange to me is that, uh, like you were saying, it wasn't just one year. And so my question is, let's say Wrexham becomes a really good soccer team. How long is it going to take them being in kind of the second tier national league before they can really make it to the top again it seems like it's going to be a while once you're in to the second tier though or the the second league which is like the fourth tier or something like that right that's when they get the sponsorships that's when they get the more money that they can use for contracts and they can bring in more players so right now i think they're already going to be paying out of pocket for a lot of good players to to kind of beef up the team but at that point it's going to put them on the map again and hopefully that ascension will happen rather quickly now if they're ever going to get to the premier league that would be insane but uh, but it'll be cool to watch keep track of that, right? Yeah. Okay, so now the things that weren't addressed in the show that I did want to point out. In order to buy the team, they actually made a company called R.R. McReynolds. I don't know if it's pronounced Mick or Mac because in McElhenney's name, he's it's pronounced Mac, yeah. but it's just MC. But I like Mick Reynolds because it's like <laughs> McDonald's it was set up in November of 2020 to purchase the team. And then the deal was completed in February of 2021. They did say in the show that it's the third oldest professional association football team in the world which is pretty neat. Wow, yeah. um, the team only cost them just to buy the team $3.4 million, which McElhenney made it seem as if he couldn't afford it on his own. But I told you his net worth already. Yeah. And he kind of discounted the fact that he also owns Max Tavern in Philadelphia. He's oh, also, that's an actual place. I've been there. Is uh, He's an actor, a writer, producer, and creator on It's Always Sunny, as well as mythic like he's he just referred to himself as a tv actor but he's got all those listings for one show he's also got mythic quest which is an apple production and apple pays out the yin yang for its actors and now this so the idea that he's just a tv actor kind of fits a narrative that he was trying to put out there but i don't buy it as much however i do understand that 3.4 million dollars might have been just for the 
the team. It doesn't cover uh, all the salaries, the equipment, the management charges that are going to be coming in uh, over the next few years for them to yeah. actually take care of this team. So maybe that's why he needed a partner. Or maybe it was just FX being like, hey, uh, we could throw in someone else <laughs> if you want. Um, and then it's also produced by Boardwalk Pictures, the same company that does Last Chance University, Last Chance U, uh, or Chef's Table. Um, which neither of which we've reviewed, but like Last Chance U is supposed to be a very good sports mm. documentary. So they know what they're doing if they bring in the same people. Uh, and then FX commissioned, as I said, two more seasons, eight episodes a season. And why wouldn't they at this point? Ryan Reynolds is a movie star. Yeah. And to lock him in, he's he's kind of stuck in this. It was it was surprising to see like, yeah, him actually agree to do something like this just because of like how busy he must be at this point. Mm -hmm. Did you catch the names of the two episodes? I uh, know I didn't. The first one is called Dream. And then episode two is called Reality. So you have the dream <laughs> and then the reality oh, because, where they because lose. Because they lost. Okay, yes. yeah. Um, and then I was just curious whether they're using the Hulu money that they're getting from this project to pay for the team. Hmm. I mean, probably, yeah. Like, if it was part of it, like, did they decide we're not going to buy the team unless we are able to do Because they were doing the documentary by the time they were doing the interview. So it's not like they were just doing this out of right, yeah. just goodness of their hearts. Like, maybe this was a prerequisite. And without the documentary, they just never would have taken part. Also, I had the thought, the people in the city of Wrexham show that they are very committed towards this team. Yeah. But had they not, had they showed the, just a little less interest and had the players seemed a little less interested this would have been a very nathan for you type <laughs> thing, narrative because they would have come in there thinking they were about to save the day and no one would have cared yeah. you would have had like two fans in the stands being like yeah and nathan would have like really felt yeah like no he, he would have something yeah. great on that i'm sure there are football teams like that out there that they could have done that with yeah probably. um and so what would you actually give it i'll give it a six out of ten because I, I did have more pros than cons, but also I feel like my cons were kind of worse in that sense. Because it's like, I, I don't feel like I need to really watch the rest of this series. So you don't feel motivated to watch the yeah. rest of it. Okay, all right. The reviews have been interesting in their assortment. There's been different types of views for this, but mostly they've been positive. CNN probably gave the worst one. In the first sentence, it said, Welcome to Wrexham desperately wants to position itself as the real Ted Lasso. Hmm. At Lasso. The main problem is that everything about the exercise feels so conspicuously manufactured so they really thought maybe fx had more control over this than they were letting on uh mashable says it borrows a lot from last chance you uh espn liked it um they are a subsidiary of disney fx's <laughs> yeah so and disney also owns espn so you can draw that connection but they're sports things so they're probably gonna like all sports stuff uh hollywood reporter said it's a little too polished for its own good afraid to focus on the controversial but by no means the only show to do that mm -hmm. and then yahoo called it infectious and an indie wire called it intriguing it has an 8.9 on imdb which is very an high 8 .9. a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes I would give it a seven personally. And ultimately, I think the main point of divergence is whether or not you believe them yeah. or not. Yeah. And they are likable personalities and they are kind of considered ambassadors of Wales now because mm -hmm. they've been there several times. And in fact, uh, McElhenney is learning um, Welsh. <laughs> so that that's cool. But at the same time, there might be a little Pinocchio going on right now yeah. with, with the networks. And, and I think it's just a little bit of both. I think they do probably have a connection with 
uh, Wrexham and that they want this thing to uh, go well. But at the same time, they see it as a business making venture. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming at it from. I give it a seven. I think I might watch another episode far in the future um, and, and see how it goes. But yeah, I was more surprised that they weren't in more of it. Because after the first 20 minutes, it seemed like they were going to have their finger on the pulse the entire time. And then they kind of just like laid back a little bit. So, but I also like that they're using their clout because as to just not pay for new players, but to instead actually draw in talent just from personal conversations. Like as a, because it's one thing to be the Yankees and to just, and they did bring up the Yankees. I yeah. like that. But like the, to, to just go out there and spend a ton for the best players out yeah. there. But it's another thing to actually like go after people, you know, who can make a difference and convince them because uh, your friends to to come in and that help you true. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about the series? No, that was kind of it. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.